Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I'm super excited that you are here joining me today, uh, doing some development on yourself. I actually, speaking of development on on selves, I just got back from a three-day live retreat with my business coach and several other people in her container, and I can't wait for... 2022 got me really excited and and set up for success and a lot of really great things coming and different ways on how I can serve this community and serve more of you uh, and help you all find, land, grow uh, in the roles of your dreams. So stay tuned for that. And uh, before we kick off in today's episode all about certifications, which I know you are dying to hear about, such a hot topic, I do want to go ahead and give a shout out to one of my clients. We just started working together a few weeks ago. She came from, she is in currently, not for long though, a very toxic work environment, a lot of broken promises, a lot of change job responsibilities, and uh, a lot of change promises and sorry, changed rules around pay and structure and compensation. And uh, other than that, the just the culture of the company as well is not aligned with this client. So uh, before working together, she was applying for roles, dozens and dozens of roles, sending her resume out, not hearing a thing back, which I know many of you, that's a, a pain in your heart. You've experienced that as well. We started working together. She took one of my last one-on-one coaching spots and Within days, days of working together, uh, we were able to really hone in on her niche. She got crystal, crystal clear on that very, very quickly uh, and crafted a resume and she hit the ground running. And rather than trying to fit into all of the boxes that are out there, she was very clear on what was her box and only applied to roles within it. Uh, Within days, she had applied to two roles and immediately heard back from both of them that they wanted to talk to her. Uh, She had calls with the recruiting team for both of them, moved on to the next round, uh, and she's already had for one of those roles uh, several interviews. This is within, now at this point, we've been working together for two or three week. So this has happened very, very quickly for this person. And so I'm just so proud, you know, exactly who you are. So proud of you for, you know, coming in, being super coachable and really wanting to make this process fun and easy for yourself. And so we're going to talk a lot today about your niche and why it's so important, but really the, the key factor for this person was getting very, very, very clear on her niche and then crafting a resume around that niche. So she's not applying to dozens of jobs anymore. Remember, the rule of averages does not apply (laughs) in job applications. And so she's getting very specific about where she's applying, and she's getting great results from that. And so I wanted to do something that I've never done before, 
And I know we're heading into the holiday season and approaching, we're six weeks away from a brand new year, which is completely wild to me. And I wanna make sure you're set up for success as you start and continue the job search process. And no matter where you are in your career, if you wanna grow or you wanna transition, uh, this process is, is the process for you. So I am doing something, like I said, I've never done before. Um, usually this is part of my one-on-one coaching or even in my group coaching, but I am doing a two week long nailing your L&D niche live workshop series. So in these two weeks, I am going to teach you how to find your niche and get super crystal clear on that. So as we head into the new year um, and into the holiday season, you are clear on the type of roles you should be applying to um, and really set a foundation for yourself so you're no longer throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? So many people are looking to get into learning and development, but with so many opportunities in such a widespread field, it's really, really challenging to know where to start and what direction to go in. This will help you what I, this is what I call your North Star. This will give you that North Star that you can continue to go back to and make sure you're on the right path in your job search process. And so we're going to spend five sessions together. So there'll be five live one hour Zoom sessions with me. So you get coaching for me as well as real time Q&A. Um, and these will also be recorded. So in the event that you can't attend them, they will be recorded. Uh, there's also a private LinkedIn group and community. So you can share wins, challenges, and get support from me uh, live in between sessions. And then a workbook. So if you've downloaded the niche guide, you've gotten like a fraction of the taste of what you'll get in here. Um, and so this is going to be a workbook full of exercises, daily journal prompts, templates, to-do lists, everything you need to be successful in finding and nailing your L&D niche. So this is uh, only right now, uh, if you're listening to this podcast in real time, uh, on the 16th, 17th, or 18th, you are the first to know about this. This will not be launched to the general public until the 19th. So I highly suggest if you want to claim your spot to claim it now before it goes public. Um, this is just for my podcast listeners. I'm always telling y'all things first because you are my crew, you are my tribe. And so if you go to my website, uh, theovernighttrainer.com, at the top, click on work with me. If you scroll down to uh, nailing your niche, a live workshop series. You can register there. And I have a special offer for you. So I know the holidays are coming. Black Friday is upon us. So if you um, enter the code Black Friday in at checkout, you will get 50% off. That is 50% off um, of this live workshop series. So that will be going on uh, through Black Friday. So make sure that you register uh, now before everyone else gets dibs on the 19th. And if it's past the 19th and you're listening, uh, make sure you hurry over there and make sure spots are gonna be limited so I can provide as much coaching in the container as possible. All right, so let's get on to today's episode. I'm super excited to talk about this. I know you all are excited to talk about this as well. And we are going to dive into the question, do you need to get a certification to get a role in learning and development? And if you do, which one and how do you figure that out? <sighs> all right, deep breath here. <laughs> so I want to start this out by saying, I have a, my first podcast podcast episode is all about me and my journey. And I was never certified in anything. Uh, and I, when I got into learning and development, I've since had uh, taken a few things and got my, my degree in learning and development. But 
while I was in it, getting into it. I didn't do any of that until I actually became manager and director level. But I know a lot of people, especially those of you that are struggling to get into learning and development, are asking the question, what certifications should I get? And do I need a certification? And so I've spent the last year, essentially, but really in the last month, doing some research on this and taking a, a look at what the delta is and the disconnect is between people who are in the job searching community. So I'd say there is that community, right? Really tight knit of people and the information that's going on in there and what's being circulated there versus what's happening outside and kind of in the in the real world. And I know some of the things I'm going to say today might irk some people, which is fine, right? Can't be everyone's cup of tea. Um, but I want to talk about the the kind of disconnect between what we think we need and what we actually need and where certifications come into play there. So let's start with some of the research. And I'm not saying this is like scientific data up the wazoo, um, but over 100 people participated in a survey that I did um, over the last couple of weeks. And I did two different surveys. And the first one is when I asked people what their motivation was for getting a certificate or continuing their education in learning and development. And 4% of people said they did it because they were told they needed to. Uh, 26% of people said that they did it so their resume can stand out. 66% because I really wanted to learn more. And 4% was, the other 4% was was other. And so what's interesting too is I, I and I love you know, really wanting to learn more and to know more. But as I dived into some of the comments too, what I realized was is that it even though they thought they wanted to learn more, the real desire and the motivation came from wanting some sort of external validation, right? And so that's, nothing's wrong with that, I'm just saying. So I would put some of those people in the category of wanting their resume or wanting to stand out. Um, and thinking they need that in order to stand out. So I wouldn't, I don't truly believe it's a true 66% of people really wanted to learn more, although they might be telling themselves that. And I think some people actually did want to learn more. So I want to go back to that number of the, the hard da- data here of 26% and 4% did it because they want their resume to stand out or they were told they needed to. It's about 30% of people. So what's interesting, though, is when I then asked L&D hiring managers to contribute to a survey and asked them what's most important in hiring, um, what they look for in hiring someone who's entering the field, only 4% said that some sort of formal education, including certifications, was the most important to them. So here we have about 30% of people getting certifications or going back to school to stand out but that's not what stands out to L&D hiring managers. And so what stands out the most to them was transferable skills, which came in at 45%, and proven experience, which came in at 38%. And so what that tells me is that being able to prove and sell your transferable skills, I mean, we are looking here at over 80%, those two combined, math's not my strong suit, I'm doing it real quickly, 80% of L&D hiring managers are saying that they want you to sell them, show them how your transferable skills equates into proven experience. And so we see here this huge disconnect between what L&D job seekers think 
hiring managers and recruiter want to see and what they actually want to see. So I want to start off with that kind of hard data there. So if and to start off, if, if you are considering a certification because you are trying to get into and break into learning and development, and that is your sole reason, I want you to continue listening. I want you to continue listening regardless, right? But I really want you to think about this because I see people scouring LinkedIn polls, comments, groups, asking, what certifications do I need? What certifications do I need to get this job? What do I need to get to do that job? What certification, certification, certification? And I don't want to shit completely on all certifications. I just got certified to be a, a confidence coach as part of my my career coaching practice. So I understand the power in educating yourself and learning more. But there needs to be that why behind doing it and you have to do it for yourself. So I wanna kind of first go into some of the mistakes that people make in getting certificates or, or certifications and um, going back to school. And we'll kind of go then into the reasons of why you should get one. So I do wanna explore both sides here, but it was really important for me to start off with the data of that if you are looking to get a certification because you think it's gonna make you stand out to hiring managers, that's false. Right? That's not, that is not what's going to make you stand out. Right? What's going to make you stand out is the ability to sell and to prove your transferable skills and show the hiring manager or recruiter how that's going to translate into their organization or into corporate America. So let's start off with the mistakes people make in getting certifications. So the first one is, we've already kind of talked about it, but doing it only to stand out at your resume. Look at the data I collected, right? It clearly tells us that is not what will make you stand out. There were four people, four people who said it, right? Out of over a hundred and something that uh, participated in the survey. And so very, very few of my clients have certifications. So I would say that uh, the number is, is less than less than 10 by all means. I mean, I've worked with over 50 people in the last year. Less than 10 have some sort of cert certification specifically for learning and, and development, right? So like they might have a master's degree in childhood education because they were a, a public school teacher, right? So, uh, but specifically for learning and development, just a handful of people have actually had that. But what we, but all my clients have been successful. So the way that we do that is that we work on how they can sell their transferable skills. So it's less about learning new skills and throwing that on your resume and saying, here I am, I'm an instructional designer, or here I am, I'm a great facilitator. It's looking at this transferable skills, the skills that you already have, and relating them to corporate challenges, right? That is what gets people the job. Jobs, uh, hiring managers, recruiters, they want to see, right, that you can come in and that you can make an impact in their organization. And so it's so important, and this is, again, why I talked about in the beginning, too, about finding your niche, right, of being able to be really crystal clear on the skills that you have, the interests that you have, and relating them to corporate challenges and putting it, putting it in your resume in a language that can sell it. And that's what a resume is. It's a sales sheet on you. And so... Just getting a certification to stand out in your resume and thinking, okay, if I get an instructional design certification, that is all I need. That's not true, right? That's not all that you need. Does it hurt? Not necessarily, but I mean, I think it, it in the long run of time, energy, and money, right? Coming back to that, but you know, being really clear, first and foremost, 
you might not need that certification because you might already have the transferable skills. What you are missing is the ability to sell those. And that's what I work on with my clients. That, that's the majority of what we work on is how do we sell right, what you've done in the past and how do we equate it and put it, almost translate it right, into language that will make your resume stand out to recruiters and hiring managers. So if you're just doing it to stand out on your resume, I highly suggest focusing first on your transferable skills, seeing that there's a skill gap there, right? So there is a skill gap. If you want to be a facilitator and you've never ever facilitated anything in your life, right? okay, there we go. That's a skill gap there, right? You might want to learn more about that. Doesn't necessarily mean a certification, but you might want to learn more about that. But oftentimes, and I write about this monthly, right? We have these transferable skills and L&D is one of the only sectors and industries and fields, whatever you want to call us, right? That is strictly made up of a ton of transferable skills. There's no skill that's unique to learning and development. So typically whatever you have from the outside transfers inside, you just need to learn how to sell it. So that's the first one, you know, don't make the mistake of just doing it to stand out on your resume. The second one is what I call certification paralysis, right? Which is collecting certifications until you feel ready, and I'm doing air quotes right now, the reality is you will never be ready to make the transition. You'll never feel ready. It doesn't mean you won't be ready. You'll never feel ready to make the transition. We often have that. When I have this, I will be ready. And it's very, very prevalent in all of, in, in society, right? If I lose 10 pounds, I'll feel this way. When I can, you know, when I make X amount of dollars, I will feel that way. I will feel ready. I will feel ready. I will be ready right? And that's not the case. So you can collect all the certifications in the world and never actually feel ready. So I want you to imagine anything you've ever done for the first time, even if you were educated in it. Did you feel 100% ready? I talk to teachers all the time. They graduate from their master's in teaching. They still don't feel ready to go into the classroom for the first time, right? Because there's so many unknowns that you don't experience until you're actually on the job. And then you realize, wow, something that I've learned in my past, whether it's, it is an education or whether it's typically in a, a previous role or previous experience, right? That's adult learning at its finest, right? Bringing it into the situation now. And so, Anything that you've ever done for the first time, even if you were educated in it, you weren't ready for it, right? So you have to start somewhere and you have to start at some point. And when we're just collecting certifications, what we are doing is delaying actually getting real world experience. So I don't want you to go out and collect certifications left and right, uh, trying to find a moment when you'll feel ready because it won't. So if you're just going out there getting certifications, waiting for the moment that you'll feel ready for the next role, no matter what, you're not going to. So that's a, a piece to, to sit with and not make that the sole reason you're getting a certification. All right, so this next one I see all the time <laughs> and I understand why. So if you are getting a certification just because you saw someone else's journey, and they got a certification, that is not justification to get a certification. I did a post on this not too long ago on LinkedIn. And there, what I talked about in that post is how many different ways there are to get to the same ending, to get to the same result. I've worked, like I said before, with almost 50 clients in the past year. And every 
single one of them has a unique journey. And so seeing what Joe Schmo did to get his first instructional design role doesn't mean that if you follow that same journey, it will happen just like that for you. It's like, um, it's like food, right? They say, you know, if two people ate the same exact diet their entire lives, no matter what, they're going to look different. They're going to have different results. And it's the same way here. You can't expect because that worked for someone else that it's going to be that way for you. And I see this a lot too. Like most people that I work with that come to me saying they want to be instructional designers. And I'm not shitting on instructional designers. Y'all know I love instructional designers. I have been an instructional designer. My best friends are instructional designers. I love instructional designers. But what I see happening is a lot of people who leave K through 12 education specifically, as well as higher education, they have followed the path of a zillion people before them who have been instructional designers and automatically assume that is the only path and follow someone else's path. And so I work with a lot of people who come to me and who think they want to be instructional designers. And as we break down their niche and really figure out their skills and interests, it's not instructional design. I have someone who I'm working with right now came to me as a instructional, wanting to be an instructional designer. Now we're realizing they want to be a, a customer service trainer, right? Like it's what it, we're like on, a, on different planets here, right? And it's totally, totally fine, right? That's an incredible to be a, a program manager around creating customer experience. Do, will you bring some instructional design skills into that? Sure, but that's not being an instructional designer for an organization. And so it's really important to keep in mind that just because someone did something one way does not mean that's the way that you need to do it. And so when you look at all of the different paths that people have taken, right? Success is not is not a, a, a one-way street and a one-size-fits-all. So if you're only getting a certification or interested in getting one because someone else did it, that is not the reason. And we'll talk a little bit later about how do we, how do we find out what the right path should be? Uh, and I do want you to consider what other people have walked before, but if you know one person who did this and you're trying to follow their same exact path, right? that's their unique journey, not yours. All right, and the last one, I've already kind of touched on this. Another reason to not get one or kind of a mistake made in getting certifications is getting certifications before you are clear on your niche. Hey, I will yell that at you, <laughs> right? Because it makes me want to rip my hair out because it can save you so much time, money, energy. I see this all the time. And it relates to collecting certificates and copying someone else's journey, but investing in education or certifications before you are crystal clear on your niche, right? I've told you, I just told you before, I love instructional designers, but I can't tell you how many people I work with that think they want to be instructional designers because they're following someone else's path. They go to school, they get a certification, they drop 20, 30, 40, sometimes $50,000 people do this before working with me on their education and then realize it's not for them because they didn't identify their niche in L&D before they went and got that certification. They did it because they're following someone else's journey. I want you to figure out what your niche is and then, and then figure out, do I need a certification to fill in any of that? 
So I want to pivot now to figuring out how do you know when to get a certification? Because I don't want to sit here and shit on certifications. They're important, right? Educating yourself is so important. That is what we do here. What I don't want you to do is throw money away because you think you should. I want you to invest in yourself because it's the right thing for your career, right? That's two different things here. I'm all about investing in yourself. I don't want you to throw money down the toilet. So how do you know when to get a certification? First, get super, super, super clear on your on your niche. And that's why I wanna offer this niche workshop series that I talked about in the intro because I want people to be able to get clear on their niche. It is a life changer and a game changer. If you don't know what your niche is, essentially what you're doing is you're shooting at a moving target when looking for certifications. And it's about identifying your niche, finding out the challenges that that niche faces, and then seeing what skill gap you have and being able to solve those challenges. Nine out of 10 times, you'll realize through finding your niche that you actually have all the skills that you need to be successful. You just need to learn to sell them better. That's it. Nine times out of 10, majority of my clients, once we sit down and actually go through what their skills actually are and how it relates to a corporate L&D job, they realize they have all the skills they need. And if there's a skill or two they don't have or you don't have, there are tons of free resources. So for example, one of my clients came to me, um, she wanted to be an instructional designer and she she is. <laughs> um, and she'd been shopping for certifications before we were working together. Uh, once we narrowed down what her niche was, she realized that she already had all of the skills she needed to be successful in the types of roles, the very specific ID roles she was looking for, except a skill gap for her was learning articulate storyline. So rather than taking an entire ID certification, together we sourced some really great free resources on storyline. She was able to quickly build up a portfolio and land a role, all without needing to get a certification. She came really, really clear on what her niche was and what she did not know within that niche and educated herself using free resources, right? And that's the thing too, a lot of people struggle with like, how do I know which free resources? And that's that's something that I work on with my coaching clients and even in my group coaching is sourcing those and being able to provide the best resources as well. So once you found your niche, Another reason to get a a certification or a certificate or go back to school is if that is a requirement for that job in that niche or that sector. I personally do not find this very often. However, there are some really specific niches that do have educational requirements. I had a client whose niche, uh, what we ended up drilling it down to, was being an HR project manager. And every single role, every single role that this client looked for required, and if I could put this in bold letters here for you, required a PMP, a project management certification. And everyone who she networked with who also had that same niche role had their PMP certification. So this is also where networking, and I talk about this a lot in my programs, but where networking is super beneficial not just in in general, but specifically around niche and career coaching, because not having the voices of others who are in your same boat, but creating and and being part of a community of people who are already in your niche is a game changer. And so what happens is I see a lot of people surrounding themselves completely with other people who are also job seekers. And I don't 
this sounds harsh and I don't, I don't mean it to this extreme, but it can be like the blind leading the blind. And you want to make sure that you are building a community around the type of roles that you want to get into and you're networking with those people, that you're not just taking all the advice from everyone else who is trying to do the same thing that you're doing. I want you to look at people who have done it. And I know earlier I said, don't, don't follow the path of just one person because just because one person did it, you should do it too. But I want you to look at trends, right? So if you are um, a learning experience designer and that ends up being what your niche is and you're able to, and we'll do this in the workshop, but figure what that, out what that means even more. I want you to connect with other people who are in that same type of role at those same type of companies and see what their paths have been. And if every single one of them, you talk to 15 or 20 people who are in the type of role you wanna be in at the type of companies you wanna be working for, and they all have the same certification and that is a requirement in all the jobs you are looking for, right? that will tell you, okay, I probably need this certificate. If this is what my niche is, this is what I'm really passionate about, I'm gonna to have to get a certificate in this in order to live out my niche. Again, it's not just to get the job, but it's to do the job. And so having that, and you can even, you can even do it as micro as in looking at LinkedIn profiles of people who are already in your niche, right? And seeing what their certifications are, their education is. And so the majority, if the majority of people who you're looking at have a certification, I think it's worth it to look into it. But I would also challenge you to find and connect with people and talk to people who are in your niche roles that don't have certifications or higher or education in what they're doing and find out what they did. So kind of hearing both sides of those stories. And again, this isn't about copying someone else's path, but it's about gathering enough data to make a decision about your own path. Right, this is strictly data collection to say, all right, I want to be this specific type of role at this specific type of company. Everyone I've talked to there has a specific certification or no one I've talked to there has a specific certification or 50% of people do, but 50% of people take a non-traditional path. Right? It gives you the opportunity then to, again, look at the skills and the challenges and the skills needed to, to face those challenges and solve those problems and realizing if there's a skill gap in yourself. So the last thing I want you to think about and the way to figure out if a certification is right for you is thinking about if the future version of you really wants it. And so you might be wondering like, Sarah, you're going crazy. What do, why do I say, why do you saying the future version of you? I say that because oftentimes, especially as job seekers, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed and jumped quickly into a certification. It feels like a nice, quick, easy fix that if I, and it's an expensive fix, right? Like if I do this, I will be more marketable. If I do this, I will know so much more. And so when we look at the polls, many people commented on those two polls that I took that, and they mentioned that they have certifications they've never ever used. So I want you to think about that and think about, am I actually going to be getting a return on my investment? Am I going to be utilizing this certification? And so I want you to think about the future version of you. And when you think about that, I want you to say, you know, what does the future version of me who is a learning experience designer or onboarding specialist or L&D manager, fill in the blank, look like? So what does the future version of me who is a blank look like? What interests do I have? What skills do I use on a daily basis? And from there, what you can do is you can start to backwards engineer into learning the types of skills you really want to use, not just now, but in the future. 
So not just getting a search certification because you think you should. All right, that's what I really want you to take away from this episode here is that there are reasons to get certifications. Right? You found you have a you have an obvious blatant skill gap and you want to fill it. Great, get a certification. Right? You've found your niche and you realize that it's a requirement on every type of job inside your niche. Great, get a certification. Right? The future version of you really wants it. Great, get a certification. But I want you to think back, right? That I want to encourage you that if you are looking to get certifications just to be competitive in the job market, I want you to think outside of the box that you are putting yourself in. So many times, as this data showed in these polls, it is less about formal education and certification and more about learning how to sell your transferable skills and proven experience. And that is the first part The first part of that and being able to do that is knowing your niche. So I really look forward and I really hope to see you all in this workshop series. We're starting in just a few weeks on December 1st, and this will help clarify for you as well, not only what your niche is and what roles you should be applying to, but also helping you determine, do I actually need a certification? Do I need to go back to school? Do I need education? And inside the niche workshop, I think you're going to be really excited about the answers to those questions. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.